Welcome to episode six of AFK Chat. My name's Ender. I have James III here with me. And we are going to be getting into some lawsuit news coming out from the CDL and some of their players. Pokemon finally sued Power World, right? Is yeah, that what we're talking about? I don't know. That's not it. This is uh, not uh, Nintendo. Well, Nintendo was not going after that. I don't think there's going to be a lawsuit here, but we, we definitely so, have a lawsuit going on and some just interesting, just interesting things that you read when you read a lawsuit on how they word it and who people call out and who, who, who really are friends of each other and what's actually going on in the world. But we also have a kind of a, what we were kind of talking about last week when we had the, I guess it wasn't last week. It was the middle of, of the week. We had two episodes that came out that week. Yeah. But for Xbox and all of their exclusive content going to different places, PC uh, or PC PlayStation launched on PC. Finally. Finally. For the first time. And it what game it. was it? It was Helldivers Hell, 2. Helldivers 2. And it's on a multi-platform from, from PlayStation right off the bat. And uh, do you think, like, I know you've been into more of this multi-platform console wars. This is this is your place. But do you think this is just the silent PlayStation, like, not being able to, to come out and talk a lot about this because Xbox has been so, like, we're the ones, we're the ones. But they're just like, you know what? We're going to test the waters. We'll go to PC first. We brought some of our other games to PCs. The port didn't work out too well, but... We're going to do this one on our own and see what we can do because we we think Microsoft might be onto something. We think they could be. I mean, Sony has definitely talked about wanting they're clearly getting into the PC game. And the at the end of the day, you know, you know what I went and looked back, you talked about you talked about Nintendo crushing everybody with the sales, the hardware sales. So I went back and I looked and of course nothing has come close to the PS2. No, that's the all-time top. No, yeah. below that's a handheld. I think it's one of the DS systems from Nintendo. And then Probably I think the, maybe the, the Wii the screen, is up the there. First screen, PS, DS. But nothing's close. I mean, think about it this way: the Xbox Series is sold like I don't know, twenty-nine million. There are more Game Pass subscribers than there's Xbox consoles sold. So for the Xbox diehards. That's well, they just put out the numbers for that. They gained another ten million. million. Yeah, yeah, they gained another ten million, million from that. So that that should tell you something. And and PlayStation, I think they're two to one. But again, you're talking about only sixty million, like fifty to sixty million consoles sold. That's not that's not a lot. And you just it, it makes sense. I I think that this has been so successful. The next PlayStation exclusive ender. I will dare to to put this on the record right now. The next big PlayStation first party exclusive that is, you know, God of War, the next Spider-Man, possibly even Wolverine. I think that would be the next one that comes up. The next Horizon Zero Dawn launches day and date with PC. I could see that happening. Because it just, it's, you're just leaving so much money on the table. Well, I think they're, they're, they're slowly learning that. They're quietly, they quietly are testing the waters. They've been, they've kind of done that. And, um, what choice do they have? Like at the end of the day, like you said, if the console sales are not going to just be astronomical and, and, and driving the business and 
hardware is expensive and especially yep. through but i we also have to look at the the economy at the time though that these sales happened we went through covid we went through yep. all of the other things so you couldn't get you couldn't make the consoles so yeah. what would they be if that wasn't there? So I, I don't know if those numbers are 100% true of saying, oh, man, that's really low for the way the economy was. Well, even even then, if you go back to the PS4 and to the Xbox One, they're not much. No. Projections are around the sure. same as, as where they are now. So and there was no issues then and gaming was on the rise then. I just think that it's a it's a different world. There are more. I'll tell you what COVID did, Ender, is what is it 2024 five years ago if you said james get a pc and play pc games i would have been like you're outside your mind i will never ever play pc games ever and i was that adamant and now here i am the only thing i really play on is pc well that's it, because it you're changed. crazy but and you didn't understand <laughs> but that, I'm just that saying, gaming I'm started saying, on a pc how many, how many people that have continued to game you know between 30s and 40s have kind of left the console behind because it's easy for me to use everything that I game on, but also for my job. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that that's not there, but I just say I, I'd be interested to see if those sales would have been there, if they would have been the same, if we hadn't gone through the you know economical crisis that we went through um, because, and even with the other ones being there, I don't think there was a terrible if you look at the last generation from this generation of consoles from the last generation of consoles, the upgrade was huge. The hardware change was, was astronomical between the two. The last ones have been smaller increments when you talk about like real change inside of them and what they can do. Um, so, and the next one might be even, even crazier. And, and basically all you're getting is, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the next, console that comes out is the size of my pc because it has to host that size of graphics card yeah. like you know it's just just they're becoming mini pcs that are closed off uh I they're basically they, becoming apple like they're apple computers yeah. they're they're closed off systems that are just giant computers that can do whatever you want them let to me, do let me ask you this when you've got play here here's what cracks me about playstation you had starfield tato is the big xbox exclusive but it was also on pc and you had Spider-Man coming out, Spider-Man 2. And in the middle of all this, Baldur's Gate 3 launches. Now, due to some unforeseen issues with the Xbox console, for a while, it was a de facto console exclusive to PlayStation. Not on purpose, but it just happened to be. And they went on and on on how great this game was and PlayStation Sony ponies are all excited about it. And then meanwhile, Spider-Man comes out. Baldur's Gate 3 crushed it. Spider-Man too. And then you look at Starfield, which was I mean, both of them were in the running for game of the year. And, but I'm saying sales-wise. So like, but but I'm still you're looking at like, like but okay, here's, sales. But here's, okay, but he, gotcha. they're both what, game what of the year makes, games. What makes Sony games great? They do make probably the best third-person action RPG style games that exist. They just they do, right? There's no real arguing with them. No. But they're all, and most of them are single player. Yep. So when they launch, they get that initial rush of sales. And then a couple of months later, the game's not talked about anymore. No, which, I mean, game is better, which game is better, Ender? Starfield or Spider-Man 2? I haven't played either one of them, so I don't know. But popularity-wise, I would say Spider-Man was by, by, by far mm -hmm. and large a better game. 
Yeah. Which game is more in the news and talked about and still being played today? Well, I, but I also don't think Starfield is being the news. All the news about Starfield is this great, wonderful. I didn't news. say that was like, great. It's not what I'm saying. It's like, great, it's it's like it's okay, you've been in the news longer because it took you so long to develop this game. I was expecting something so great, and you know what? It kind but of flops. But it's, but it's still. And being I'm still going to talk about it because I have to get through this like million hours of content that you're going to give me. That's really subpar at most. And not 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 really growing at the rate I want, but everyone that played Spider-Man 2 is like fantastic, awesome replayability. I'll play it again when you know I'm done with some of the other games. Like you're comparing apples to oranges and like game type and stuff like that, and also success in the game. Like hands alone, it's a better game. It won I, out. Well, Baldur's like, Gate well, beat well, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is imagine if Spider-Man had also released on PC. They would have. They would have got. They would have sold amazing more. Sales. They would have sold more. The sales so would have been crazy. That's what. But like, what you're trying to say is like, okay, they sold more. They sold more of a bad game. Okay. Oh, everyone now understand. If you put your game on more sales platforms, to, you're gonna be able to sell more games. James, the insight is unreal that you have you, here. What do you think? If you put your more? product in more you stores, you more? sell Spider-Man more things. Too. This is this is an honest question, Ender. What do you think? Who do you think sold more on day one, Spider-Man two or the day before? The day before, probably. But but again, but again, you're comparing a game that studio doesn't exist anymore. But what I'm saying is, this swindled everyone out of their money for nine years. This should be whether or not to Sony to to say. All they're doing is helping their own studio. I I understand what you're saying, but the way. I understand what you're saying, but the way you're going about saying it is not effective argument. <laughs> your argument is if you put your shit in more stores, you're going to sell more. Even if it sucks, guys, guess what? Just put it in more stores and you sell more. Don't send that message out there. Well, Phil Spencer is making comments about it. Well, that's fine. That's Phil Spencer. He can make comments about it because he's a, he's all Phil Spencer's on his high horse right now. Phil Spencer is, is, is pretending that the launches last year didn't happen and that everything is going to be this year. You okay? know, I heard an interesting. I heard an interesting fact about that lines up with Microsoft's overall strategy with what we talked about last week. If you can take yourself away from the so-called console war and just, just back out of it for a second and look at it in Microsoft's history, Microsoft has already been in a so-called console war do you know who they did that with years ago ender who Apple. well yeah so, absolutely now here's the argument microsoft was like hey you do your thing you make your stuff and apple started selling way more but how did microsoft end up being a bigger company at some with a certain like they grew their side by piggybacking off of it by doing what most of the Apple stuff that people use are still using Microsoft software. It's a that's a completely and, different story on how it's that the works. same thing as no, but I'm saying it's the same like and so for Microsoft. No, no, no. So it didn't no, 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 no. What, what happened was but what happened there was games on PlayStation, like you, they're okay. What I'm saying is that they're okay with it. But but that's not how that worked. Apple noticed that more people were were not using their software for processing. Yeah. And they moved to Intel. 
specifically so Microsoft could put software on to their devices. So it wasn't the other way around. Like it wasn't like, oh, Apple decided that that or Microsoft decided they couldn't compete. So let's make something for Apple. It was like, no, Apple opened it up for them to be able to do that. No, but I'm saying in order the for them to do it. So it's not like it, no, but that's what not, I'm saying. It's, really okay, not, so it's not driven by the same factors. No, but what I'm saying is that Apple, I, I guess I didn't set this up right. Is is uh, is, is that the, that's going to be the title of the show? James didn't James set this up right. So. Uh, Sorry, I heard I heard a statement of like, is there a chance that PlayStation doesn't allow the games on their console? And yeah, the answer would be no, because just like what you just said, why would Apple not let a gr- better software program run on their? System? Well, they didn't like, forever. Like, and it wasn't, and they still don't believe it's better. They didn't forever. So w- when they made the switch, the the proprietary the cost of making proprietary chips was so high at the time that it was easier for them to switch and use Intel Silicon. Now we're back to Apple Silicon. They're like, we're, we will always go back to making our own chips. And we're back to it with M1s, M2s. Yeah. Apple's making their own Silicon. Now they're still allowing for that to happen. But if you really want to say what Microsoft did again, and what you're really trying to say here yes, is please help me Microsoft put all of their products in the cloud. Yeah. So it didn't matter what system you had because you went to your browser and I can use Microsoft Word in my browser on my Mac. So that's what they're trying to do with their games. So everything that Microsoft has been done and the history and the track record, and that's of, of them being successful in cloud migration, started with how do we get Microsoft Word to every single user? Linux, Apple, PC. How do we get them to use it easily? Hey, you have a browser. Go ahead and use it in the browser and we'll put it in the cloud for you. I don't download Office anymore on any of my things. I just go to a browser and use it through the browser. I don't agree that that's why I think that this whole thing will work for Microsoft because they already know what they're doing. Yeah, I agree with you on that. But like the title of the show is going to be James set this up wrong. It took us way too long to get to your point. Of yes, I'm old. They're gonna make okay. it easier. I'm old. I'm gonna make it. Comments. It comes back to what I told you before. That was your most enlightening statement that you've ever made on any of our podcasts. Is you put your shit in more storage, you sell more. Shocker! You get in front of people, they're gonna buy more of them. James, it's amazing. You figured out business to a T. Don't make it hard for people to buy your shit. PlayStation makes it hard for people to buy their shit. You have to buy their console. You have to be on their store. You have to have the exclusive. Like buying a Ubisoft game. <laughs> Takes you two hours to launch it. Exactly. Gotta tell Don't make it hard. Play and- anyway, to our actual like topic of the day. Let's now move that on. I've exhausted you. Yeah, I'm tired now. I don't Are you ready for more that. stupid questions from me? Because they're no, coming. They're, I mean, I honestly these are gonna be ones where we're just like, we have no idea. We're gonna have to wait on a lot of no, I've got a lot of things to ask you. Don't worry. But anyway, so moving forward, the big news of the week, I think it probably captured most most news outlets, made it to Bloomberg, made it um, made it to pretty much every major outlet you move up. This news is out there right now on on this lawsuit that's coming up. And um, it's some of my my favorite group. Like I'm I was shocked when I saw this. I, I well, I was shocked that it's so public in the way they did it, like right in the middle of a season. Uh, but it, we're going to be totally talking planned, about, clearly. Yeah, this is planned. So Scump and Hex, um, if you don't know, uh, Hex is the owner of uh, Optic 
um, Optic Gaming. Uh, Scump, I believe, is a part owner now, maybe, um, but also was one of the main players on the Call of Duty League. Grew Call of Duty through the league, everything there. But these guys are now suing uh, the call. Basically, they're not suing the Call of Duty League, but they're basically suing the owners of the Call of Duty League, which is Activision Blizzard. Um, so in the original outputs, and we'll go through some of the tweets, Charlie Intel has a bunch um, of tweets kind of keep up with it, snippets from the actual lawsuit. Um, but the lawsuit is over $680 million stating that the Call of, Call of Duty League is a monopoly for uh, esports dealing with Call of Duty. Like no one else can do Call of Duty anything um, unless it's done through them. Now, and, before, before you get go, go on here, my initial reaction is, these guys would be nothing if it wasn't for Call of Duty. They've made their entire persona and and thing by playing this game. And also, I don't know if that's 100% I'm, I'm also true, very man. confused when they say a lot of them started in different can, games before Call of Duty. Saying, but they are what they are today because of Call of Duty. Like yeah. I would know who they were. Like the average person would know who they were. I'm not going to get into what they would so, have been because that's speculation. But my, but my question is: is the Call of Duty League is owned by Activision? The game is owned by Activision. So if they want to not have anyone else have any tournaments, isn't that their right? It's their game. Well, I mean, I think that's what this lawsuit is about. Like, are we holding an unjust monopoly around the ability for an esports? So if you wanted to be able to do esports before, you had multiple platforms to play the game on. Like, you had game battles. You had um, a couple of other studios that were around. Uh, Major League Gaming was another one um activision bought major league gaming like that's that's one of the big reasons why this lawsuit's coming up is we had other places to go and we could play the game in different spots but because you're the owner it's like the nfl doesn't own football so the xfl was able to happen the ufl was able to happen they're able to combine their leagues and now have uh, is it called the ufl i don't UFL, know it's the usfl and the XFL usfl combined with the xfl for yeah, the ufl it's weird. It's which is the summer league that they're going to have now like i could go out and start my own football league if i wanted to like i don't own the rights to football yeah but you can go out and start your own first pretty sh- first person shooter game if you want but that, but again, that's like, different. There, I could, I can't game. But what you're, but what you're saying, what we're saying now is, do they own the right to monopolize the tournament playing of a game they own, or not? Like that's the question that we. I have. mean, you because your example. Listen, I'm throwing you under the bus here because you just shit on me for nine minutes. Your example is dumb because the NFL didn't invent football. Like the sport that's played, but they didn't invent first-person shooters. They created the property that they have. This particular game is theirs. Like no one else can go out there and set a precedent in the beginning of allowing these these other game battle areas to come in, and you could play the game across multiple different tournaments. You didn't lock the tournaments down exclusively. You didn't monopolize the area by just taking over and saying, "Oh, nope, you're not going to do this." Now, do I believe in all of that? I don't know. I'm kind of on your side of like, well, if I own it, like I kind of want these tournaments to happen. But when you start getting into the lawsuit and some of the things that they required them to do, 
were those contracts lawful? Were they able to do these certain things? Yeah, also, some of that I've read. Was I agree with you, so. the purchase of Major League Gaming even legal? Like, there's some issues that they have here where they didn't bring it up to the FTC. So this whole acquisition that Microsoft did with Activision Blizzard went in front of all of these boards to determine whether or not they'd create a monopoly, James. Even though they bought all of these things, when you buy stuff, you have to determine whether or not it's going to be a monopoly. Well, they didn't do that with Major League Gaming. But I also don't think we were at the spotlight time no. where anyone would have spotlighted this to be like, oh, man. We're gonna have a billion dollar industry on this. Get you know these damn kids playing video no, games. Those people on the FTC looked at video games like a like a. Yeah, waste they didn't know time. at the time. But let's just get into some of the things that they're talking about, like the actual facts of what's going on, the speculation. There's gonna be a lot. Um, the suit alleges that Activision holds an unlawful mo monopoly over the Call of Duty esports scene, so specifically esports. Um, so that's the other thing is like. They don't own esports, but they don't have to let your game play in esports. I don't know. Like, that's what we're questioning. Like, should I allow my game to be in there if I want to or not? And has wielded its power to prohibit growth in an anti competitive nature. Uh, namely, those involved have taken a uh, legal stance against Call of Duty League's initial entry fee, alleging Activision coerced 12 teams to pay an extraordinary. $27.5 million for the privilege of being able to compete. Now, your entry fee is your entry fee. Like, I, I, I don't have a problem with them charging an amount that these guys agreed to. Like, you're, you, you, if you want to compete, you have to pay the entry fee. Is that a monopoly in a game that they own? I don't know. If I want to play in the NFL, I got to get a spot in the NFL and probably pay the NFL some money to get in the league. Uh, you know, like I could go start my own league, but here you have intellectual property issues. Um, it was the last year of the Overwatch League, so it goes into kind of like Overwatch and how they started Overwatch once they bought MLG in order to kind of test. Uh, teams were impacted of uh, $680 million in damages is what they're calling. And this is all coming from Bloomberg Law. Like this isn't... Uh, we're not pulling these out of the game sites. I know it's Dextero that we have up here right now, but Bloomberg Law was the first ones to uh, really report on this. Um, I'm going to kind of get into some of the, the specific things that Charlie Intel has, but um, here is one of the things. Furthermore, those signed to the CDL allegedly must refrain from participating in or supporting any Call of Duty League's of tournaments other than Activision's Call of Duty League. So if there's anything else going on out there, no one can be part of it. You cannot be part of it. You're also restricted to commercializing the Call of Duty gameplay outside of the league. So those guys uh, like Scump had to only play Call of Duty. Like I couldn't go out and play Halo. I couldn't come out and do a bunch of other things because I was under contract with that specific league. Like you couldn't see me playing Tiger Woods Golf on stream if I wanted yeah. to play, even though it, even though it wasn't a first-person shooter. I couldn't Which play is why, anything else. You know, else. it's funny, but here's here's why I find it interesting. This this can't be some of these things I'm reading about this being exclusive. Can't there's no way they're exclusive to just the CDL and Activision because over the last ten years, how many professional gamers are now entertaining streamers because they realized they were making more money streaming than going to tournaments. 
They can yeah, make more money. Uh, no, I mean that's there's a lot of that here. Tournament. Um, so I think I think these things were how it was before. And then it, one thing I, I looked it up real quick on my phone because you had mentioned how much did you say it was twenty six million dollars to enter twenty six point seven. Just so you know, in two thousand, um, before th- that was the last time before the Las Vegas Golden Knights came into play. Um, in two thousand, there was two teams: the Minnesota Wild and the Columbus Blue Jackets entered the NHL. Their franchise entry fee to the league was only eighty million dollars. Yeah, that's, that's it's not now. It's five hundred million dollars to enter the league. I, well, it's I mean, it's a different league. A billion to a billion for I think when when Seattle came in, but it's crazy to think that an esport was charging. They were charging them twenty six, and we don't even know when that supposedly. What, this what year, the, that was this year. That was this year. Yeah, so every year you have to pay crazy. It. Like so there's from, no way that this there's no way that this. Well, this wasn't just a, like from what I hear, this was a yearly entry fee. But so that's what I'm saying. When was the first time that they charged that much? I, I I think this year was the number. I don't know. I don't have. Like, there's no way this league is generating that much money to cover these teams' cost. Well, that's in the lawsuit here. Of there's a lot of things that they've done in order to give that. There's a lot of things they've done that have cost them money, and that's what they're saying. Is that the league? I paid you this money in the league, and you've cost me money in the long run with how you've driven the league into the ground, and like ruined a bunch of stuff and made some bad decisions. Um. So this was in 2020. Like, here's going back 2020. And this is one of the tweets where I remember this coming out. And I was like, well, that doesn't seem right. Um, the CDL, and this is from Optics Gump, the CDL also made us sign a player contract in front of them without allowing us to run it by our lawyers at the player summit. Okay. One, that that's unlawful right there of making yeah. someone like sign a contract, but they did it. They didn't say you couldn't have a lawyer. And I think he he made that he he didn't really say this right. He said, "Oh, we couldn't run it by his lawyer." No, it wasn't what they said. They said, "If you don't sign if it now, you, you don't get to this, play." Yeah, in the tournament that's tomorrow. So that's not necessarily unlawful. No, it's not with the way they said it. But only giving them one day, sit here and sign this in front of us, so you can play. What are you gonna do? Like you're gonna sign the thing to play. Well, like, your lawyer would have told you not to sign it. No, but 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 I don't get paid now. Now I can't get paid. Now my well, job is to play like video all, games, and I don't get one paid. Of those things where these companies don't want things like unions to be involved because if they had, well, had that's like why a, the players unions are involved in in all sports. Yeah, because if uh, imagine if the NFL was like, if you guys don't sign this waiver thing, you can't play on Sunday. Then I guess we ain't having football on Sunday because the players union would have been like, no, exactly. So. Jumping over to Charlie Intel, they have more here. Um, so when this first came out, we actually thought it was all of the teams in the league were filing against this. Like they actually got it wrong, um, which I'm shocked that Bloomberg Law got this wrong in a lawsuit. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, they thought it was wrong. It's actually just Optic, um, Hex, and Scump. They're the only one on there, and Hex LLC. So Hex's company that he owns um which so, is the parent company of optic right no so that's where this gets kind of interesting it's his own company that he has optics purchases is separate from there but he has been able to use his own llc to do other things inside of optic that they've allowed him to do because he's actually had to sell optic multiple times to play in the call of duty league and here's where it becomes kind of interesting on what the league made him do in order to get that seat 
even yeah. though he had the money to pay. So here's there's some other interesting things that happened. Uh, so the lawsuit filed by the CDL owners against Activision alleges that Activision bought the MLG in 2016 to fully monopolize its esports business and claiming Activision um, failed to get FTC permission to require the MLG. So here's your first thing of like, is this a monopoly? Did the FTC sign off of it? Now, this was 2016. We are now in 2024. Wondering why he didn't bring this up through all of those other years. But again, who knows? People get smarter. Uh, deals get worse. And the league was booming then. This is 2016. Yeah, esports was on the rise. We were we were really at the was top. Esports popularized for the casual person thanks to MLG. Yes, a lot of it. It started playing on on ESPN. You would see it on ESPN two. You would see it on some of these other. I mean, that's the only. I, I didn't know. I'm yeah. going to be honest with you. Until a couple of years ago, I thought all esports were under. I MLG. mean, I played on MLG. Like that's yeah, this I, is yeah, back yeah, yeah. We were doing I played it. Like, in MLG I, tournaments. I. Yeah, not like on stage or anything. Obviously, no, no. no. I mean, I I competed in them. Um, I won some money through them. Like they, we, 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 you were able to do it. It was, it was popular, um, especially when Call of Duty came out and Halo. (laughs) Call of Duty and Halo were really the Mm -hmm. games that that drove it. Uh, I'm not going to go into the exact detail here, but if you want, you can go to Charlie Intel and read, um, what what it says. I will pull some snippets out of some of the things, um, that we have. Um, so the lawsuit claims that Hex suffered damages because Activision refused to let Hex own a spot in the CDL league without guaranteed investors. So here's where it becomes like they're forcing him to do it. So they basically, um, and, and forced Hex to sell the team to Envy because Optic is actually owned by Envy now even though he had the uh, the money in order to get in the league because they wanted him to have sponsors backing him. So they said, oh, you're just an individual owner. That's not how we want to do things. We want you to be part of this bigger thing. You can't enter the league. And you know what's funny? How many times have we heard this over the last two years that they won't let Dr. Disrespect own a team? Exactly. I mean, but I'm also wondering how Nade Shot did it with 100 Thieves. Like, who, who owns 100 Thieves then? Like, because Nate Shot's been part of that too. So I didn't know that 100 Thieves is probably owned by another bigger company outside of that, if that was still the conditions. Now, they may have let them do that. They may not. I don't know their deals. I'm not a lawyer. We'll preface this by neither one of us are lawyers and understand this kind of law. We are just reading these things and interpreting them off of the paper, making our own opinions. But um, as a condition of partnering with Rodriguez, which these are from Activision and... um, when they went into the billionaire investors, basically these billionaire investors deemed that Rodriguez grant them 92.5% ownership share in his company, optic IP LLC, an asset that has been uh, a private market evaluation of at least a hundred million dollars. If Rodriguez's optic branded team continues to participate in professional call of duty. So these guys came in basically Activision Blizzard said you have to use one of the approved teams that we have. These are the guys that we want you to go with. And they're like, guess what? If you want to play, you owe us 92.5%. This is just trying to get into the league. Like, and and I know everyone out there is going to be like, well, you just just don't join the league then. This is your passion. This is what you do. This is what you are. This is what you build for. This is what Optic is about. So he's going to do everything in this power to 
to compete and to do this. That's what these guys do. That's what they're for. So I don't want to hear the whole thing of, we'll just don't play. Like that's not, that's not in the cards for him. He's, he must play. He has to keep these players employed and it's what he does. It's like telling a baker to go stop being a baker and become a firefighter. Yeah. Like that's not what you're going to do. You're going to figure out a way. And right now his, his way is this lawsuit of like, Hey, I think there's some problems going on here. Um, so basically Activision refused the approval of Rodriguez to be the sole owner of a team. Dr. Disrespect, like you said, sole owner of a team. We're not going to let you do this. If you're the sole owner, why we're out there in any business. Does it say if you bring like, if the, if, if you, if you have enough money to enter the NFL as a sole owner of a team, you could be the sole owner of a team. Now you have to prove you have the assets. Yeah, it's got to get voted by it. But, but you know who you know who prevents people from joining a league? All the other owners. It's not like just one entity. So this would be like this. If, the owners if, don't have a say. This is just Activision saying. But that's no, what I'm saying. So it would vote. be it would be okay if there was like all all twelve. You know, sure. somebody wanted, if Doctor Disrespect wanted to join the league and the other twelve owners voted against it. Yeah, then yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a different that's a different 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 situation there. Um. But so they as have, we move on, they have one Roger Goodell and he controls everything pretty well. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so then the lawsuit states that uh, Activision signed with the Call of Duty League streaming rights with a YouTube deal and Google because Google offered Activision discount deals on their cloud services. OK, so this part of the lawsuit is stating that you're not acting in um, I don't know the best, the best word of the owners, best interest of the owners of the team. You're acting in the best interest of Activision Blizzard because what Google went in and said was like, Hey guys, you use our cloud to, to run your game. You give us exclusive rights to your game. And you remember when that flipped? Cause we were watching it on Twitch. And then all of a sudden we could only see it on YouTube. And we're like, why? Yeah. Like we even questioned like this. Why? That was, that was what? Two years ago. And then last yeah. year went back to Twitch finally. And the, the ratings dropped down hugely, but the reason why was because they changed that, uh, that changed once Activision attained hundred percent monopoly over the professional call of duty league Activision granted YouTube, a wholly owned subsidiary of Google, the exclusive broadcasting rights to the Activision C, uh, COD league, COD league without, uh, standing that it would have been more financially benefit for the players and teams for the COD league to broadcast on multiple networks or YouTube's competitor, Twitch. They already knew the stream was there, but on the information and belief Activision was granted broadcasting rights in exchange for price concessions from Google in respect to Google cloud services and Activision for its video game platform. So I'm going to make a deal with my league that I own. I'm going to do this. And you know what? I'm not going to take into consideration what could make more money such as YouTube, Facebook, and at the time, conventional cable networks like ESPN, which were involved in some of the conversations. So they didn't allow a vote. They didn't let the team say anything. They said, nope, we're just going exclusive, and you have to follow this to the point where the streamers had to move their streams. They couldn't stream the game on Twitch. Scump had to get up and leave and move to YouTube. They did that for a year. Didn't work out. They moved back. But again, that's not looking at the best interest of the league that you have. Um, in 2021, uh, acquired 100%. This is just going back how he was refused a spot. You can read more on there um, about that particular thing. We kind of move on. 
Um, another point in the lawsuit, Activision allegedly forced CDL teams to sign new terms with Activision and would release any of claims against them to exchange for debt relief. So here's an interesting thing. So you can't say anything bad about me because I'm going to relieve your debt with money. So they know you're losing money in all of these deals we're making. We know, and they not know that they were wrong. And they know that they are wrong. So they put this thing in forcing the owners to basically say, if, if you release any claims, it's right here. So first Activision forced owners to accept erroneous new terms, whereby the teams would have to release any claims against Activision in exchange for debt relief and uh, some of, and for a poultry sum of money. Um, for the teams that did not acquiesce to Activision's terms. So some teams said no. Activision has um, threatened to withhold lucrative tournament hosting opportunities. So there was a question why Optic wasn't able to host a tournament like a year ago. They didn't have a major. Interesting that your biggest team doesn't have a major. I'm wondering if this was because they held out on one of these things. Thereby starving the team's much-needed revenue. Second, on January 30th of 2024, just two days before the first major tournament of yeah, the after, after the major for two days after the, after the first major tournament of 2024, Activision COD League season in Boston, Activision fired 60 of the 72 staff that were in their esports division, leaving just 12 employees. Question 83% reduction in force. Put simply, Activision's monopoly has run Activision COD League into the ground. Question before you jump into this Did Activision fire them, or is this part of the Microsoft layoff? Uh, this is probably part of the Microsoft layoff, which Activision Blizzard, you know, was part of. So this is after the, the change ownership. So yeah, it's Microsoft that did it. Um, but yeah, they but I mean. You fire 60 of 72 employees and you're leaving them with 12 people to run this league. That does not seem like enough. I'm sorry. Just like with how big the broadcasts are like too much, but 12 definitely seems, seems like not enough. Um, <laughs> and there's just another thing about the damages and how the, the players exit. And there's no, I mean, just some of these guys for their own stream have more than 12 people working for them. Like to do a solid stream. Uh, so here's where they correct themselves. It's only um, uh, Hex and Scump and Hex LLC that's part of this um, filing. It's not all of the teams. So it's just these guys here. Uh, there was a response. Um, Call of Duty did have a response. Uh, Mr. Rodriguez, our, aka Optic Hex, and Mr. Abner, which is Scump, Seth Abner. Uh, demanded that Activision pay them tens of millions of dollars to avoid a meritless litigation and when their demands were not met. So they tried to do this out of court. Yeah, They tried to bring this out of court. We will strongly defend against these claims, which have no basis in fact or in law. We are disappointed that these members of the esports community would bring a suit uh, which is disrupted to team owners, players, fans, and partners who have an interest invested so much time and energy into the call of duties league success what success i'm trying to understand what the success is that i talk about because i've been yeah, watching this from day success. one there has been no success 
in the Call of Duty League. They have drove, driven it into the ground with a lot of the decisions and flip-flopping that they have made. Now, a lot of what Scum does right now is is live react to these CDL tournaments, right? Yeah. He's still can doing Activision, it, too, while this lawsuit Activision is going on. stop him from doing that? They, I, mean, I, I don't know. But right now, after the lawsuit's been filed, he's just yesterday he was streaming um, and doing it. So I, they haven't stopped him from doing it yet. Um, so I think we're just getting into some of the same things over and over uh, with the different lawsuits. But, yeah, that's pretty much what is going on. Here's the news about... Uh, Optic is continuing to host a watch party for the CDL matches today with Scump and Hex's stream. So they're still going on. Now, their deal's their deal still. So until they they change um, their the law and every, or change their aspect of what they see here, uh, they're probably not going to stop them. Um, I don't think it would look good on their end to stop them from doing the stream right now because that's another thing they can say, well, you're not let, it's still another monopoly of I can't live react to this. But Scump was one that had to get permission. It wasn't like we could just go do this live reaction and replay their stuff. Just like I can't rebroadcast the NFL yeah, exactly. and live record that. Like I can't do that. So there's other deals that they're working. Um, so anyway, the interesting part about all of this is no one really knows the direction that you're going to go. It's only Hex and, and Seth. The other teams didn't get involved with it. They're kind of staying yeah. out. So, so what happens here? Like, if they win the lawsuit, they get paid out. You know, I think it's like twenty million dollars or something like that. They would get it's a hundred and sixty million dollar lawsuit. But let's let's be let's face it. You're not going to get the hundred and sixty out of all of it. How long is this going to take? Like, I mean, they maybe, obviously, but, but like, if you're talking about over twenty million dollars for the last five or six years for entry fees. That adds up really quickly, Ender. Yeah, I can see over a hundred million dollars. Like, and also, are they? Here's the other question. I didn't realize that you could. I mean, I guess you can sue anybody, right? It's the United States. But <laughs> you, are they? Are they suing Activision? Are they like? Are they actually, are they actually suing Microsoft now that Microsoft yeah. owns them? Does Microsoft get involved? Microsoft is a subsidiary. It's the owner of the subsidiary Activision Blizzard. Activision Blizzard now has the might of Microsoft behind them. Like I'm sure their legal department has combined with the legal side of things and they have and all that together. How much do you think Microsoft knew about all this in the middle of their acquisition? I'm just I mean, I think it's gonna it's to gonna like turn up. million dollars or whatever, right? But I mean, it's gonna turn up. Like they would probably know the laws and the deal, like the deals that they made. But like the specific details, I mean, it's lawyers, man. Like, I mean, how they, so if my the, if Microsoft lawyers gets in, get involved, and let's be honest, Microsoft is on a trying to be a positive PR spin. How quickly does this become something that quickly gets paid off? And let's move on. Microsoft steps in and I, I think that's what they're looking to do. But here's, here's something I'm sorry. I missed this. I didn't mean to skip over it, but here's something that I want to put in. Cause this is like, this is the, this is one of the ridiculous things about the entry fee. Um, so wielding the unlawful monopoly power as a vehicle, virtual, a virtual nuclear. nuclear weapon, Activision coerced 12 teams to pay act uh, to pay Activision 27.5 million entry fee for privilege of being one of the 12 teams to participate in the league um, and give Activision unconditional 50% share of revenue 
the team generated from ticket sales, sponsorships, and other revenue streams. So like Scum Stream, he's probably paying 50% of what he's getting to Activision. Because like, of getting the permission because to Because the commission and other, other streams of revenue. Um, they also, Activision stopped them to uh, contact the most lucrative professional Call of Duty sponsors, such as energy drink companies. So they can't get sponsorships with Monster Beverage or Mountain Dew. They can't do anything military-related companies, so USSA Insurance. Like, think of Call of Duty here. Think of who they would go after in order to do this. Um, and, and Activision, the exclusive right to uh, contract with broadcasters. So the teams couldn't even go out. Like, like MLB teams, like, I just know this for the MLB, like, the broadcasting rights, the team could go sell their own broadcasting rights to whatever station that they want. It's normally a local. Yeah, for example, like area. the Yankees being with the Yes Network, yes Network or the Chicago uh, Cubs being with WGN, things like that. So they wouldn't even let these guys do that. Like you couldn't get an exclusive deal for your own team, your broadcasting deal. So all of the things that you would allow major sporting teams to do, because Activision not only owned the game and owned the rights to it, they owned the league that you must play in, they essentially created what sounds like a monopoly. If you want to play in this world, you have to play in the things. But again, it comes down to like what you said before. Is it really a monopoly if I own the thing? Like I built you, the like you actually built it and you own it. Yeah. Like you didn't like you are a tournament company that came along and monopolized yourselves as the main tournament using this game. You made a tournament with your game. And you are confining it. And here's another like, thing that was interesting. It's like, okay, if you're like, go go have a Titanfall league, start your own Titanfall league. See if Respawn lets you have their game. Like, you know what I mean? Like, from the from that, all the the a lot of the other stuff in their contracts bullshit and behind all that. But the main basis of this is that they made a game. They make us we if we want to play the game, we can only play by their rules. I it's hard for me to look at this and go, you kind of did this to yourself. Like, yeah, when you sign that thing two day, you know, if they say you either sign this or you don't play, you did it to you. You chose to sign it. They didn't say that you couldn't give it to your lawyer. You just couldn't play tomorrow. And that's where it's like, then you guys all should have got together and say, we're not signing this. But, and like, no but it's also like, it's also like your company tomorrow with a company you work for. Yeah, deciding to come up with some bullshit deal that says, you know what, James, I'm going to cut your your salary in half by this amount tomorrow, and you have to sign this deal that says you're not going to say anything bad about us, and and we're going to do it because we own the thing that you're selling, we own what you're going to do, we own you. Yeah, you can go to other places and things like that, but that's unlawful. Like I can't do that. I can't just come in and and make the changes and do these things because. I own the playing field right now and you're going to play by my rules. So there is a, a just opportunity here that they bought the, and it really comes down. And, and I think what it really comes down to in this entire lawsuit is was the purchase of the MLG league legal. Does that make them a monopoly here out of it? Because you used to have but other how do you go back that far eight years ago and decide that it was a monopoly. I mean, you can look at the deal. It got signed off on, apparently. It didn't get signed off on. They're saying the FTC never signed off on that deal. 
So that's what they have to do is they have to backtrack it all and see if they can go do that. I don't know. Then that's how the deal even goes? I, apparently, I don't know how any of this shit works. I mean, yeah. I get, but, but I don't have to. The FTC doesn't watch every business transaction that ever happens. Some of them are so small that they don't care. You're not going to create a monopoly out of. But what they're saying here is because of this, they have forced everyone else out of the ability to do this. And not only did they do it with Call of Duty, they did it with Overwatch. They got rid of the Overwatch League. They've done it multiple times here. And and are they are these contracts even legal in the sense of, of contracts? What cracks me up is all the stuff that you hear about Activision doing this. All they've ultimately done is cost themselves money and ruin their own games and their own tournament scenes and the pro pro scenes. It doesn't make it. It just doesn't make it's like who's running? Who's running the ship here? Who's steering the ship? Because it doesn't make any sense to me. No, I don't think it makes sense to anything. But again, that's the details that we have. Uh, that's going to be uh, the wrap up for the show today. Uh, I'm sure most of you did not want to listen to that long of us talk about that, but I think it's super interesting. Um, it really is going to. This lawsuit is going to set a precedent for how leagues are going to be developed uh, on forward. any game. On any game. On any game. Whether it's good or bad, I don't know. That's where I think it's probably the most important thing about this is what people aren't talking about right now because they just think it has to do with Call of Duty. Any game that you want a competitive scene going forward, this will set a standard and a rule set by a lot of different governments, I'm sure, that will get involved, especially with the Microsoft buying Activision and just bringing to light worldwide, let's be honest, there are more people in the government seats that could give two shits about video games that are now completely understanding that, well, these video games make more money than a yeah, lot. Yeah, when of you're throwing around these numbers, like, this isn't this isn't a bullshit suit. Like they're talking six hundred and eighty million dollars. Like this isn't a small thing. They're talking and the damages that they're talking about and what it could be. And you have you know you don't have a lot of professional sport or professional esports doing well right now the boom is kind of over that that everyone's staying at home and watching video games is not it's not happening anymore with everyone going back to work but the also the ability not to create player unions not to allow them to do the things that other classic sports have in them and following that model uh we could see some big changes in how these leagues are built and developed in the future or the changes to um what other leagues are going to be able to do to the people that are in them that may have better deals. Like this could backfire for some other leagues where it's like they set a precedent and the other owners are like, Hey, we can do this now. We don't have to follow all these rules that we thought we did because um, Activision's not. So why should I? So anyway, that's been AFK chat episode six, focusing uh, mainly on James not uh saying things correctly Listen, and I, I did, not having all of the answers I do want to add one more thing i want to add one more thing i talked about that the video game world is becoming a big deal i just looked it up the largest acquisition the largest payout ever in the history of like any company ever doing it was 202.8 billion dollars back in 1999 vodafone um acquired what a name man is men or whatever but so the largest is 202.8 billion. Just think about this 69 billion dollars Activision was just acquired by Microsoft. Like that's not that far off from like the largest of all time. Like yeah. so like I said, like you said, this this thing will 
we'll set a precedent because it is it is now our world, our video game world that everyone you know wants to call us nerds or dweebs or we don't pay attention and we're not. It is a big big piece of the pie now in the, in the grand scheme of the economy for the world. Well, yeah, and I think I think you're looking at just what they've what they've asked people to do, the amount of money we're throwing around, the you know, it's $27 million to just join a league. Like this this isn't small anymore cuz you got to you got to think even though they agreed to this deal, you know, 50% of all of the stuff was going back to Activision, I still got to be making more than my entry fee. I still got to be making more than yeah, that. Yeah, it's crazy that- to me when you say to to entry fee for a team like when a team joins like the NHL, the NFL, like I think it was like almost a billion dollars for the Seattle team to come in the NHL. The billion dollars doesn't go to the NHL. Do you know who it goes to? The other owners. Oh, yeah, it's just split up evenly. Yeah. So like where if you're taking $27 million entry fee times, times 12, 12 teams, that's just going right to Activision's bottom line. Where's the money? Like, what are they using it's, the money for? I mean, it's supposed to be used to put on the events, to, to secure all the rights, to do all of that stuff that they're supposed to be doing for them. But they're obviously not doing because they're saying, I'm going to take your ticket sales. I'm going to take this. I'm going to take that. Like, it's just a money grab that they're doing. And and again, how much money held- do you win if you win the CDL? I don't know. I think we could, I could go back and figure it out from what um, thieves got last year, but I, I don't know off the top of my head. Um, it's, it's not, it's not $27 million. Um, I think in the tournaments there, there might be, you know, it depends on the sponsorships and how much they're giving them. I don't, I honestly don't dollars If you win a major $200,000 to win a, a single tournament to the, the guys that were playing in the tournament. So if you won, if you won every major, you can't get your money back. Not even close. No, no, but what I think the bigger in? thing is, like, is, what, is what, what other money do you, it's the sponsorships. It's this, it's the clothing deals. It's all the other stuff that you're going to get. Like, like everything else. It's me hosting my event and, and concessions. And it's how pro sports make their money. Like they're not making money unless they're selling things to people, but they're also stifling their ability to do that by saying, you're going to give me 50%. Like, do you think do you think Dallas Cowboys is going to give the NFL 50% of all of the concessions that they make at their concession stands when they play a game? I don't think so. I don't think that's going to happen. Now I know the team that wants to host the Super Bowl is going to pay the NFL a certain amount of money, but they're going to keep everything that they get for hosting that Super Bowl and all the sponsorships and commercials and all the other bullshit they're going to be able to sell. Like they're going to keep that. That's on them. So I think there is some unlawful things that are happening inside of this, uh, but they were written down on contracts and you agreed to the deal. So the question becomes, is the deal completely unlawful and can you separate those or do we dismantle this and have to redo some contracts when Activision could just say, well, we're not going to have a Call of Duty League anymore. So this falls away and you can't play our game. So good luck creating something else. Yeah, it was a million dollars to win the CDL championship last year. New York subline come, come close to getting your money back just mm-hmm. from winning there. So yeah, like your question is how are you making money? Well, you're not. They also said you're not because guess what? We're gonna give you debt relief <laughs> so you can yeah. sign this and it not say anything. Like you're, you're like you're entering into this league to just continuously lose money. And the way that Activision's running it, it's not growing, they're killing it. But it's the only thing you have and it's what you do. So like it's it's hard. I I see it from the business point of view of like, why would you get in business here? But if it's the thing that you want to do and you grew up on and you do this, this particular thing, you're not going to get out of it. And I think, 
I think that's where this is coming from, from Hex and Scump is like, we've watched it too long. We have to try to find a way to fix this. And by bringing it to light, we, we may not be the ones to win. Like we may be the goat, the scapegoats here that come in and the world hates us and we get crushed by it, but you're going to understand and you're going to see it. The first lawsuit that comes through never, never, never pans out normally, but what's going to happen afterwards where everyone else says, Oh, I can stand up now. Like we can stand up now. We'll see probably all these other leagues start jumping in on like, Oh, Oh, you're having that problem too. I mean, I will say if there was going to be two people that were going to make a splash and actually have some weight behind them. And these are the two us. If the AFK chat, join in the lawsuit, bring us on, Hex. We're ready to go. No, never mind. Don't do that because we have no money. But we will definitely promote your side of things as it goes forward. Um, as long yeah, as I'm for them, I'm, I'm on their side. Like I said, I'm I'm confused a little bit about the the uh, overall, but but all the intricacies of the of this is just it's absurd, honestly. Yep. And that's all we got for today. Thank you. This has been AFK chat. You can find us on Apple podcast, Spotify, YouTube, and you can find some short stuff from us on Instagram and TikTok. Thank you again. This has been AFK chat. Number six, talking about the breaking news of the lawsuit from hex Rodriguez and skump optic against Activision. Have a good night. <laughs>